0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the K Koji Podcast. Here's our hosts, Koji and K.
1: There, there's been a lot of things happening this past week. Mm-hmm. Some interesting yeah. news, especially in the finance side of things. <laughs> like a lot of, the, a lot of things happening, um, and yeah, it's a. Uh, have you been hearing about the Evergrande? Um,
0: Oh yes, thing. yes. Yeah, so I know in, you're you're in, China, in the finance side of yeah. things.
1: I'm actually really mm-hmm. interested on my end to hear about mm-hmm. whether or not uh there's like Japanese institutions that are being affected by Evergrande.
0: Not so much, but you know, I I think the possible implications is, of course, it's it doesn't take up a huge portion of the the Japanese financial market, uh or or, or you know the financing choice for the Japanese companies uh, corporations uh, but you know Ch- chinese chinese banks are starting to play a bigger and bigger role in in the in the world of financing and and uh, even even for japanese companies that are usually very well supported by by the chat by the japanese banks and other global banks overall uh, chinese banks are starting to you know basically entering into the into the wallet of the Japanese banks uh, Japanese companies so you know it, it'd be interesting to see how the overall volumes uh in the of the liquidity that's been provided to the Chinese uh to the to the to the global economy uh which is also partly supported by the Chinese banks uh is going to have uh have an influence uh by by this uh by this uh by this uh you know event uh which could have an impact on on the Chinese financial markets and and a possible you know more 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 strict uh regulation by the central authority in china
1: I guess some of the questions I have uh because in in Canada, where I live uh we know we get directly affected by um a lot of the investment and some of like foreign investment that comes into canada especially on the real estate side um that directly affects us and so there are a few banks in canada today that are looking at evergrande and also more heavily in the u.s there are some key major um, financial institutions that are deeply in a lot of things that are going on with evergrande that's that's causing a lot of like really uh significant m- like market fluctuations that people are really scared of. Um but I'm surprised that Japan does not have as much um exposure to Evergrande or is that maybe incorrect on my own? I
0: I think it's um I would say not not as much as say say Canada for example because I think the Chin- a Canadian uh, real estate price uh is especially and, and the population of chinese people uh, you know that make up uh, in the in the overall overall immigration pool of canada is is pretty high i believe uh, whereas in japan uh, of course there's there's a, a lot of impact on the on the real estate market from 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 the chinese investors but i think the 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 rate of growth and and the the composition of the money that's flowing in uh it's it's not as high uh, you know the the amount of money coming in from China uh, relative to the overall money uh, is it's not as high as uh, say say Canada. So I, I think the I think the impact is uh, not as direct. But then you know when it comes to the world of financing, uh, you know one one uh, piece of the puzzle uh, starts falling, then um, then uh, then the whole picture could just you know corrupt. And that's that that's a systemic risk I think of the global financial markets.
1: That's interesting. I know that the market in Korea does heavily rely on well the economy from China has been somewhat influential in helping some of Korea's like growth the the important export of their uh products, but lately it's it seems like that relationship is slowly changing a lot between those two countries, which, you know, this it's pretty sad to see, honestly, um, because I think all the countries are so globally interconnected now, and then being able to see like one sudden change with this company that's so ingrained with other investments have these trickle effects to other countries and these other companies in a really detrimental way starts to make me to really think about how much exposure should we really have to certain markets Um, and that's saying for every single individual country i'm not saying like as a whole like definitely globalization is like the ultimate way of making sure we get the best amount of growth and we build the right things but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if there are a lot of like different actors yeah. in there that have their own intentions yeah. then we start to see the mm-hmm. downside for, of what happens for sure right? and when...
0: yeah and and you know you know actually uh we've seen a lot of that happen uh at the beginning of the of the covid uh crisis uh where you know we saw certain certain uh industries fall and i think with the with the, with the continued growth in the past uh past years we kind of overlooked or forgot that those those sectors were were cyclical and you know i think we were we got quite comfortable uh putting more money uh into, into certain certain sectors that that were that were you know considered higher risk and you know when when things when a crisis like this happens uh and there's a uh, there's increased instability in the in the overall system then that's that's a uh, that that kind of risk pops up, and that could cause a cause a you know even bigger crisis uh, as a result.
1: Yeah, I'm just like really surprised that mm. Japan doesn't have as much exposure because I saw so like with the way like SoftBank spends a ton of money overseas on foreign investment. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if any of the other um, larger financial institutions or companies kind of like fall into that problem.
0: So so I, I think Softbank is really an outlier when it comes to you know, amongst at least amongst the larger uh you know, Japan Inc. uh within the larger Japan Japan Inc. scope, uh because uh because uh Japanese companies usually, you know, first they're they're very risk averse. They don't make their, you know, decisions as quickly as let's say a softbank does. So so the approach Softbank is making is almost unnatural or not so much like a Japanese company for that size. Uh, that's yeah. interesting
1: because I find that Koreans and Chinese financial institutions are very risk-on, mm-hmm. right? They're very, they they yeah. lean heavily into yeah. like high-risk, high-reward situations, and that's because mm-hmm. maybe their incentives mm-hmm. um, are set up so you, it's for like maximum output
0: <laughs> uh. yeah and, but you also need to take into account that the the economies are also in uh in in different stages uh the japanese economy it's a, it's a slow growth uh and and we've also experienced a burst uh 30 years ago so they've become more uh, i think uh risk averse and they they are also accustomed to you know, a uh, low yield because we've been in a low interest situation for a very long time. Whereas I think Chinese or Korean financial institutions, they they want to see more yield and they're okay to, you know, take more risks.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel that Korea is kind of going down the path of Japan, but their, mm-hmm. their uh, risk mindset is still the opposite of Japan, but they're experiencing like, stagnation and slowdown of their economy very similar to like the way japan has been experiencing stuff um whereas china is like going the opposite way of like they experience like hyper growth and then to slow down all this growth there's a lot of um decision making that's happening on a governmental level that's like hard capping their growth intentionally um, yeah which is yeah. really interesting
0: I, I i find uh you know what what they're doing to what they did to like alibaba uh this year it's it's been quite interesting and be, because because i think i think one of the aspects you, you know you might disagree but um one of the one of the bigger concerns i i have towards the global economy right now especially in the developed nations is that uh, the increased gap uh, between the between the provider of equity uh, versus uh, you know the b- between the investors uh, and and the workers, right? So say you you know you have a great idea uh, like a tech startup and you found your company and you know you you just get people to work and then you become instant. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it instant. Of course, there's a lot of you know sweat and blood in, involved, but you know you you have a good idea and you start a good business. You become uh extremely wealthy just off of that idea eventually if your company succeeds and say take take an example of you know, uber right there are many drivers out there uh you know h- you know hundreds and thousands if not millions uh globally uh, that are driving for uber and 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 the and the founders or the shareholders are you know getting pennies uh you know uh, you know getting getting the getting the getting the profits are uh, that are that are driven by those those uber drivers and and you know when it comes to the profit you know distribution of profits of course of course the first first take goes to to the to the shareholders and 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 equity investors and uh, those people that were there in the beginning and and that is i think causing uh, you know, that kind of income disparity. And I think China is, you know, I think aware and they're, they're trying to, they have the authority right within the com- country to, to forcibly correct that gap.
1: You think it's like the right move for them to take these kinds of steps
0: today? I, I wouldn't know if it's right but i think that's one way to do it uh, because because uh it's it's been happening uh globally uh if you if you if you ha- if you take a look at say uh the the us and 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 the disparity is actually there and as long as you are, we are running say on the on the on the western side of the world at least as long as we are running a, a you know democratic government, uh, you know, those numbers will add up and, you know, those who are in power now are going to be threatened, you know, with the increased gap. Let's say people, you know, me, 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 middle class is going down and they're just going to be, a say, say 10% of the population that are extremely rich. Uh, you know, they're going to have their position uh, jeopardized eventually. I think in the long run, it's not so sustainable to to increase that kind of, um, you know, income gap under income or like, you know, gap of wealth under the democratic society. And, you know, you know, certain like riots or, you know, people just not supportive of the, the society it's, it's going to, it's going to increase eventually. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, somewhere somehow something has to happen i think another idea for correcting that inequality is through uh, imposition of you know of tax on on investments
1: Hmm. got it
0: me yeah
1: that's that's interesting so like that's an interesting take because i'm more of like a free market person on my my way of thinking but i do like when I when I think about like the culture, of, well, to be more uniquely positioned, um, China's history and the way they've gone through their evolution as a as a country to like a first world nation. I mean, let's be real here. China is a first world nation, now, right? To classify them as a second or third world nation, um, you are pretty much blind and you are incredibly ignorant if you think that China is a second or third world nation at this point. They are a superpower, okay? They've been a superpower yeah. Yeah, no, they are a super for the power. last 10 years. Um, and so for folks that may, might harbor ill intent or ill will against a country like China, um, just be careful because it's a, it's a dragon with really mean fire and really sharp claws. And so you have to be a lot more democratic, and you have to be a lot more careful with how you now start communicating uh maybe some of your negative intentions towards some of these Asian cultures moving forward right I
0: yeah. mean they even have an influence on john Cena right yeah
1: yeah, like so there's a there's yeah. a lot of things
0: right now that um they they own like um a- which which movie studio they own now uh like the chinese companies like they have a lot of influence on the on the american like media companies yeah too.
1: yeah well it's it's more of like if they if like media companies want to like the nba or disney ever wants to show any of their films in china um china has the last well the ccp the government it goes through their program to make sure the content is in line with the messaging that they want they, that they believe is correct and safe for their citizens, um, so there is a lot of like changes to the medium, and also as a result of like adhering to that, then you can distribute your content and your your products right into that country with that with such a large uh, market cap that's available to them um, to sell to.
0: So, so I guess uh, they can't broadcast uh, South Park, China, um, or just not that episode with Xi Jinping as we uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh,
1: well, I mean, it's it's hard to say, right? uh i i don't keep track of like what content is allowed in china or what isn't i'm sure that there is a lot of like modifications to the content before it ever gets distributed there for sure um but that's like the cost of doing business right if you want to engage with a country that has different political values and a different economic value um with how they want to run their system right like China has like the social credit system that they're trying to implement, right? Over like the systems that we have here which is entirely based off of like merit and your ability to get yourself out of like a really crappy situation if you're from like a really poor society. I think the part that you mentioned earlier about wealth disparity and income gap where if you are someone that starts a business, you are more likely to be successful than someone that just goes and works for someone. Um, I I really find that a lot of... Well, maybe not today, but I found that like in my generation and maybe your generation, as we we're going through the school system, we're taught these lies about if you study really hard and if you get good grades, you'll be able to get a great and stable job. But in reality, that's not a way to make... Well, it's not a way to actually be successful like
0: no it's 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 i mean you will live yeah. you will live paying lots of tax money yeah. but
1: <laughs> yeah i mean if there's like two things that that we know is going to happen for sure in our lifetime it's taxes and death right those are the two things we know that's going to happen um but we're never really i don't know about like your your parents but certainly like my parents when i was growing up had said that um you know try to get good grades and. um you know, work for for a good company. Don't try to like start your own business and 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 stuff like that. But they're like very um they're very conscious about like um, saving um in my family, and so like the whole like idea of like maintaining your finances and being like good with your money is ingrained into me when I was growing up, and I feel like that that exists for most Asian families. But the part about being risky and breaking out and like trying to start your own thing so that you can increase your opportunities. I don't see that as, as I didn't see that as much when I was growing up and that's changing. I think now with a lot of um, Asians today, that are now seeing, Oh, we don't necessarily have to follow this like old way of thinking. So they're all starting to be starting their own, like, businesses and they're all starting like their own thing um but maybe that just be like my thought about like people that emigrate from an asian country Mm -hmm. into like a western country
0: yeah i mean of course of course they're doing something uh you know that was not traditionally done to to begin with right for uh, i mean up until their generation they had never lived outside of let's say you know china korea vietnam thailand Uh, and then they decide to move over to Another country like uh you know Canada or the united states they they have a more you know drive I think to change their world uh, change the ch- change the life you know at least try to change it for the better so I think you know from from that generation you know I, I feel like a lot of people that are you know second or third generation uh, immigrants uh let's say in North America they have a because because their parents lived that way. You know, they, I feel like they have more drive to, you know, start companies on their own, start a business there. I think their parents were busy in in their generation because it's their first generation. They moved to a country. They are, you know, they got to they got to get a job and support a life, support a living. So that maybe they didn't start their own business. But, you know, the second and third generation, I feel like they have a good foundation, good education in that country, and they're ready to. Uh, you know take take on the world in in Japan though uh, I I think that's also the case for Japanese people that live abroad say a lot of Japanese people that move to you know Canada or North America or anywhere in the world they do you know many of them do end up starting their own business I think usually in in the food industry like restaurants but you know it's a, it's a good sell that that comes out of japan so so you know uh, i don't complain and you know as a result of that we get to eat good japanese food uh in, in more places around the world so i'm quite happy but you know i think you know for those japanese people that are that are still in japan we are changing little by little uh based on the based on the discussion we had but uh, I think I think we're still pretty risk averse, and still the traditional mindset is there, which is interesting, almost interesting at the same time and you know just just moving on to another topic uh relating to the to the mindset uh and the traditional mindset and and the Japanese people moving abroad so have you have you heard the news about the Japanese? a princess uh, getting married at the end of this month
1: i i heard about um briefly about the news but um i'm not too sure about all the details i know that's it's it's a very like uncommon thing that happens and it's actually shocking um but maybe you can tell me a little bit more about it
0: yeah of course so you know to uh, for everyone's knowledge so a Japanese princess is well they announced uh, to get married four years ago i think it was four years ago. yeah a Japanese princess announced four years ago that she is engaged to this this uh, commoner <laughs> like 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 this dude uh who they they have been dating since uh their 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 university days. And they say they will eventually get married. And since then, so the whole country, basically all the media and everybody, social media, etc., they start, you know, looking up this dude. Uh, his name is K. Comerol, and and they found they they're just trying to find as much shit as they can about the guy. So uh, so they found out this that this guy has a financial well he his mom had some you know, owe some money to this guy who she used to date so this guy came forth and and you know basically uh blackmailed her uh but it's not it's not about the guy right anyway and 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 with that starting starting off with that the whole nation i mean a lot of people and e- even like mainstream med- media start bashing uh the the you know bashing them to getting married for four years and eventually uh, it was announced uh, I think last week that the that the princess has uh, PTSD as a result that's insane because because you know you open the internet you watch the you watch like a YouTube clip on on the on the progress of their you know plan to get married. You see the comment section it's it's nasty. They don't even know the guy but they're talking so much trash about the guy. But the guy I have a lot of respect uh for him because he in, in during the 4 years he went to New York and got a you know went to a law school and finished off the law school in New York and that's not something uh you know a lot of Japanese people do. They they like to stay in in the comfort comfort zone uh in their country. So I have a lot of respect. You know, and even under the under that kind of pressure, he still went went on and finished school. Now they are moving uh to New York, I think, after they get married in Japan at the end of October. And I think they're gonna try to start a living. But you know, I, I, I just found you know the level of people just openly, you know, communicating on the internet and, and the media, you know, being, it's it's almost insensitive, I think, to, to be so open, openly, you know, bashing someone, you know, who is about like, like a person, like an individual for so many years and, and ending up scarring the person with a PTSD. That's, that's a pretty harsh, so, so the princess even turned down this, you know, 1.2, 1.3 million dollars equivalent of dowry, uh, dowry money that she, she was entitled to receive upon marriage because there was such strong uh, public backlash on this.
1: Got it. So like, maybe for like, cause I don't, I'm not very familiar with any of this like royalty talk. Um, mm hmm. The princess. Of, is this the third princess, second princess, or first princess of Japan?
0: Uh, uh it's. It, I think it's the second second princess of okay, Japan. Okay, so they have they have yeah.
1: other they have other uh, children. Yeah. The this princess. Yeah. You you mentioned earlier a commoner, right? So this is this yeah. just means he's a regular se- guy, like a salary man. He's a regular uh, more, guy, but he's yeah, well well educated, well educated individual. He, but yeah. Japan <laughs> classifies him as a commoner because he doesn't have royal blood, right? That's that's the premise, right, that we're talking about here.
0: Well, no, because well, I I said a commoner because he he's not particularly from like a wealthy family or anything. Mm. You know, he's he's a he's a normal dude.
1: Yeah, got it. So if he was like the son of like a politician or of like mm-hmm. a fairly rich
0: like person yeah, like a business family then yeah. would the
1: japanese people think differently
0: uh, i i certainly think so uh because you know because those people are supposed to be you know from from a you know from a japanese person's perspective or no, not my perspective but uh from a higher up in the society so they're they're worthwhile to basically you know they have enough resources to take care of the the princess even after they get married etc cetera, etc cetera. so all they say is that they are against it for for the for the benefit of the princess
1: got it so they are yeah. self projecting their insecurities onto a princess they basically don't really know about um,
0: exactly. Exactly. So they're talking so much about a person they don't even know about. Yeah. Um. I, I,
1: is yeah. this like a common, like, okay, um, because I'm, I'm really interested in, like, because this is, falls very much in line with a lot of other trends that we see today, um, especially because of internet, mm-hmm. and we're going back to the internet discussion again. But yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. if no, we talk no, no. about idol culture, right, or if we talk yeah. about like, um social justice, and we talk about all these other things, right? It's like these mobs Mm -hmm. that gather together and they Mm -hmm. go out and either heavily criticize or put this person they don't know of on a pedestal and praise intensely, right? Um, And so like that seems to be a common trait, not just for the Japanese, but pretty much humans in general like for some reason we like to rally around shit we don't really understand and then
0: we so uh, what i see like the comments on the internet is those people who don't even know the guy are you know making assumptions based on whatever right he you know some people say he's a player you know he's this and that i've actually met the guy personally before
1: oh interesting is he working like the same like he he was in the same industry as you
0: he was in the same industry so i got a chance to meet him like before he announced that he you know he was gonna get married uh so he before he became famous uh i actually had a chance to meet him and actually grab a drink with him i grabbed a drink with him uh once or twice, but but then I had his contact too. But you know, after the announcement, he he just kind of disappeared from all the social <laughs> <and everything. laughs> media. Well,
1: for sure, like definitely. If anyone was like got flamed that hard and like yeah. got doxxed and um criticized that badly and stalked, yeah. I would you know shut off all my socials too and change yeah. my phone number. I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, but but you know, I'm just speaking on behalf of him and for the the japanese society uh he is a nice guy he's 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 super nice he's a super sweet guy and i think he's he's worth every respect of yours for you know doing all the, all that he did under the pressure under so much pressure so you know exactly exactly back to our point whatever you know people that don't know you tell you is you know whatever you see on the internet, you know what people talk about about someone else, it it could be very wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's as all the folks that are like criticizing the princess and this guy for mm-hmm. not being a good match, right? Effectively, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they like the older Japanese population, or is it like the younger Japanese population?
0: My guess is that they are older because the younger younger generation of people first of all they don't care as much about the royal family uh in Japan so yeah I think people that are you know middle aged and above yeah but then ev- what everyone is saying is that don't spend too much tax money on this we don't want we don't want to have tax money spent because she is going to become a regular citizen eventually Oh, okay, so she, she loses her royalty status. Exactly, exactly. Marries. So so they don't want you know, to have the money spent on her or on them.
1: Got yeah. it. How much of Japanese taxes go to this royal family? Do we know or do you know?
0: Uh good question, but I think it's not as much as say the you know, say the, the say the British yeah, royal family. Yeah. I think they have a lot less freedom compared to the British royal family. Like they can't go out and like, and like party or anything. They cannot.
1: Oh, I I don't think they the British royal family can do that either. <laughs> I think oh really, still... but I, I
0: thought I thought the princes like you know their their footage is of like princes when they're younger, you know, going out and partying. You no.
1: Know? Oh well, I mean, I'm sure there was stuff with the Japanese royal family too that just wasn't documented. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i mean but it would be weird very, that that yeah. they didn't have some level of media control and
0: um yeah yeah that's true that's true so uh, we never know but um at least the way it is portrayed in the media the japanese royal family seem to be quite modest
1: mm. Mm. yeah that that might be true in, in some mm. respects um yeah it's like I guess we can relate that more closely on the west to like the way Prince Harry and Meghan Merkel got married. Except mm-hmm. there is a differentiation there, which is Meghan's actually like a a superstar. Yeah, <laughs> she's exactly. A, she's an actress, yeah. so they have yeah. the means, right? And they have yeah. like a lot of things, so I, it's not maybe. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's not the British, this, yeah. the British think differently, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they certainly don't. Uh, like the the marriage between Merkel and, and Harry, from what we're seeing online today. Yeah, yeah. Is, do, it, is it
0: because cause she has a colored blood in herself?
1: I don't know. I mean, it could be some level of yeah. racism that lives mm-hmm. there. Um, it's also um, other things where like she has very like uh, so she has a lot of things in her family past and history that yeah, that yeah. a lot of people like tend to question about um mm. and like compared to like this this regular dude that's <laughs> gonna marry the japanese yeah. princess like yeah. her her background is is a lot more colorful than his mm-hmm. his seems fairly tame it's like oh yeah no he's, he's, he's a nice
0: guy <laughs> uh overall but you know i think the media is just trying to find you know whatever they can to mm. you know
1: it sounds like some yeah. kind of fairy tale, which is like a regular guy goes and marries the princess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I think it's so cool. Like, we, why don't we support that? We have yeah. so many, you know, you know, anime and, and manga productions, I I believe, you know, that are... It talks not about,
1: ma- like, the little guy becoming, like, successful yeah. and, yeah. like, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, so, he's what we want, though. No?
1: <laughs> like, well, that, those are the stories and the fairy tales we tell our... Yeah. We, we, we tell each other, right, so um, we need to but, cherish him, but in reality, yeah. we don't think about it like that, right mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. um which is one of those early childhood lies that you're told as a kid where yeah. you have to grow up and fight the the evil dragon, and then you can be successful, but in reality, you mm-hmm. become the evil dragon
0: yeah over time. and 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 the whole world <laughs> tried to shut you down right yeah,, yeah. yeah. and then you become.
1: Much different than what you you really think like the world is, um, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that's I, I think that's you know if anything it's a, I think it's a win for you know their their love and their yeah. ability to get Man, together I, and just to... you know just get out of the country. I mean you don't like it, yeah. Just go to you know New York and and live a different life, right? Yeah, Sounds exactly. Like a good way to to yeah. go, but you know I think that if there are some incredibly prideful or nationalistic Japanese They probably mm-hmm. wouldn't stop bothering them. They'll probably yeah. like, continue to do some like weird things. Um, mm. But my hopes is that, uh, you know... They'll eventually
0: forget. They'll forget and just yeah. be like,
1: just, just move on with your life. It really has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I really hope so, too.
1: Yeah, it's really uh, interesting that, you know we're so critical of things that that come up. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that you brought up to me was where a, someone that was Chinese turned in, like a Chinese man turned into like a girl.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's also on the topic of the internet, right? Uh, we don't know what's real and what's not anymore so you know i was just i was just watching this random video my friend posted did you have a chance to watch it i just i just sent you the link okay (laughs) so there's a chinese dude uh it looks like a man he goes on his app and starts applying and i see a lot happening a lot recently uh starts applying different filters on the app that make him eventually turn into basically a lot of the girls that are on say tiktok or the internet that you know that are just you know posing in front of the camera and moving to the to the sound of the music or whatever doing the dance she just she just eventually looked like one of those like cutie girls that are that are doing that uh on tiktok and i'm like wait a minute so it's like it's like a catfishing you know on a <laughs> on a whole new level it's uh yeah it's it's crazy and we we don't really know what is uh what is real on the internet anymore Uh, i i feel like we had a better better feel uh before uh but i feel like now it the there's a the fine line is becoming more and more blur
1: so definitely um the social filters are very, very advanced now. Um, And that probably goes deeper into a topic like deep faking, right? Your ability to capture someone's image, run it through a piece of software and superimpose someone else's image onto whether it's another picture or another video, or just in general use built-in apps that use AI algorithms to hyperfilter your face so that you look like someone totally different, right? Um, I think this this particular problem is going to slowly become much bigger over time. I mean, it's already big now, but it's just going to get much more... Like, there's going to be... I I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to start to have really strong laws, not only in the West, but also in the East about these types of software and these types of tools um like one really big like l- large like explosion of popularity is the idea of like a vtuber like a virtual youtuber right where you're not seeing a human being i think that's mm-hmm. okay right yeah. cuz that's because, like because, not because real.
0: because yeah it's a uh, it's with the premise that you know, it's not a real human, right? It's, yeah, It's, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like a three-dimensional character or a 2D-level character that is mm-hmm. either in an animated fashion. And mm-hmm. then it it's it's a character characterization or a caricature mm-hmm. of the individual. There, You mm-hmm. know it's not real. Yeah. But then when you start taking someone else's face that's real, mm-hmm. and you start melding that into someone else's face to create something that looks like a real human being, I think that's when... That becomes a very different
0: conversation to have, but 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 then I was just thinking, you know, just now this idea came into my head because you know we I think uh, just 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 a general, generalization generally we do trust we are more easier to trust or you know if you look good, in this case of a TikToker, if you look good, you are people are more likely to buy into your stories or whatever you're saying so with the with improvements in those softwares you know that that level ground is kind of uh flattened out so even if you don't look good you can use the software to enhance the way you look and eventually it puts you on the same same playground as as the as the girls or girls or guys that are you know naturally good looking Mm-hmm.
1: That's not like really any of like a east or west thing. That's just like a general overall societal thing, which is the better you look, yeah. the more likely you're gonna have other opportunities, whether that's in dating or that's mm-hmm. in the job market or that's mm-hmm. your ability to just make friends as a whole or just your daily interactions with people. Exactly. People so, so I mean, I feel like I feel like better.
0: maybe it's it's giving a more even playground for you know, I guess the less good looking people, at least uh, on the internet. Mm. Mm.
1: but then what then that becomes like a problem which is like authenticity right yeah it's like Mm -hmm. when you start masking everything does that really help that individual in the long term yeah that i like i would feel that the more that you use these types of filters and the more like things you do to like make yourself something that you're You're not not. or Mm -hmm. you're not really putting maybe certain degrees of effort that maybe you should start thinking about Mm -hmm. so that you can Mm -hmm. maybe get closer to mm -hmm. the ideal state that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'll start using those tools as a crutch. And once that tool is Mm -hmm. taken away, Mm -hmm. you become lost. Yeah. And it's not good for your mental health either that mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what you're chasing right it's like mm-hmm. i want to always be beautiful or something and if that is the st- your standard of success right mm-hmm. you you need to <laughs> like th- there's other things that you should you, there's other things yeah. to unpack there no, that you have to yeah i to, agree to i agree about. and that
0: shouldn't that shouldn't be your you know primary goal and that shouldn't define your personality it could be used as something to you know enhance your outreach if you're doing something else and you know who you are but then you shouldn't start from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um definitely the um the I do think, especially with the face changing and being able to just digitally change the way you look mm-hmm. to a real person, there's mm-hmm. gonna be some really strong governmental controls around that. Because yeah. if you think about it, what if you know you got like if I'm thinking about like worst worst case scenario yes. in my mind what if someone mm. got a video of a foreign nation right mm-hmm. like a like a diplomat that's talking yeah. on TV yeah and then they grab their face and they mm-hmm. hyperimpose it over someone else's face yeah and then they say a bunch of crazy shit like mm-hmm. oh you know all a bunch of like racist things a bunch of things yeah. about starting wars about yeah. doing a bunch of stuff and then they post it on social media and, and, and then and, people and, think know, it's I, real
0: yeah exactly exactly so like you know people don't fact check right people people tend to believe what they see on social media as we previously discussed so that there's a definitely a danger and things you know things spread like wildfire on social media so mm-hmm. yeah so, definitely. I really think
1: that there's there needs to be some like really strong rules against those types mm-hmm. of tools um mm-hmm. and even like if we take if we don't take it from like a world ending <laughs> situation mm-hmm. and even yeah. if we take it down to like a human level like what you were talking about earlier about like going on a dating app and then changing your face
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: catfishing
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's a, whether you are a man or you're a, a woman or mm-hmm. whatever pronoun you know you yeah. you you yeah. believe that you, that you apply to yourself and yes. And and how you present yourself as. If you're not being true to that, I mean that's you're you're that's basically fraud and you're basically lying, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um that's not you're not gonna get any kind of decent relationship if that's how you think you're it, gonna it, be able to yeah, find
0: if you if you start off by presenting yourself with a lie. Yeah, yeah. with
1: a lie, right? And mm. I really feel like this social media application filters and like AI tools and like all this like masking of your face has continued to enhance that superficial nature. Like that monkey brain we have that we always go for like, Oh girl guy look nice. Woo, woo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that really base instinct that's always yeah. tricking our, 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 animal brain. I, I yeah. that part is, is, I think that's further, like, making us more messed up uh, mm. than we we weren't already messed up to begin with, right? This just mm. further enhances that experience. Um, so I, I do... There's actually tools out now that are trying to, like, scan video and images to see whether or not there's been any kind of, like, face manipulation now. Um, I know Facebook is working on tools like that, and I know Twitter is also working on stuff. Um, you... To begin with, I think they're starting off with, like, validation of the content, like, text-based content to see mm-hmm. if it's fact-checked, right? If the yeah. fact is true. And then they give yeah. you a pop-up to say, like, this thing may not necessarily be true, yeah. right? Yeah, especially like,
0: with, uh, with, uh, with the information on, like, COVID vaccination, I, I see that yeah. a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. so you'll probably see a lot more of that. And they're going to just... In- add on to that with when it comes to images and video to see whether or not Mm -hmm. it's authentic Mm -hmm. and whether or not it's real. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that because as time goes on, these tools just get better and better and better. And yeah,
0: eventually maybe we can't even.
1: And these fact-checking tools are just playing catch up right now. Um, But yeah, I think there's probably going to be like really strong governmental controls around these tools and they'll probably impose them on like, like the filter apps, like, instagram they'll probably impose them on dating apps they're probably going to impose them on any kind of media company that tries to like put some sort of like uh, interview or some kind of like political speech uh will have to go some very through some very thorough uh data checks of the content before it ever gets released um but that's more like informational control and like a lot of bunch of other like weird things that <laughs> that becomes pretty scary and and dark when you start thinking deeper into them. Um. But uh, when did you find out about these like these like face filters? Like, because I've known about it for a while now. Uh, no,
0: I I've known about it. I've known it's existing, but I I just didn't know that a a guy you know would use it and I I didn't I didn't know it could it could turn a guy completely into a girl. Yeah, yeah, I've tried it. I tr- I I think I've sent you some videos of me. <laughs> I still have my yeah, my facial hair and she It was uh, it was pretty nasty.
1: Um but yeah, there was like a really famous uh problem where there was like a girl in in China that had like tens of thousands of like uh subscribers that were always giving her like it's like a version of Twitch in um in China and like all these like uh men in China because the male population in China is very large right um but all the the men in China were like really like donating a ton of money and the giving her gifts and stuff like that and they later found out that this uh this influencer or in China is is not as you know as uh good looking or as skinny as she says she says because once her filter stopped working and then she looked like a totally different person like like she she looked like um it's like someone put her in the time machine and cranked that by 30 years <laughs>
0: and damn so she was faking her age and yeah, faking yeah up totally up the way like she the, looked.
1: the entire like her entire like shape the, like how she looked, and everything was like
0: completely different. And because, 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 like, if you look at social media, like, especially those people that are like openly posting their face uh, on social media, especially like TikTok, everyone look pretty good.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, everyone look pretty good. And you know, I'm like, well, did, did like the world become hotter all of a sudden? <laughs> No, it's not. You know, that's it's, that's that's intentional. Got, right? Yeah. It's
1: it's either gone through some level of photoshopping after the picture was taken, or multiple filters were applied. You know, it's being on this topic and maybe staying staying on topic here, body shaming, I guess, would be probably the closest way to, to talk about this. Facebook like is currently in a big, you know, problem where they actually did an internal study to see how many, whether or not young girls were mentally affected by all like these Instagram posts and images. And it goes to show that, yeah, a very large percentage of what you're doing right now with your content, Facebook, is causing young girls to have a lot of depression around the way they think about their bodies. Um, and they they think that they're not good enough and it might potentially lead to some very bad Ends on the mental side, of things or even like suicides, right? And so that's like, and they did that study internally, and they didn't tell anyone about it. And it's like, hey, yeah. you're selling, you're oh, selling like literally, yeah, drugs. you're
0: selling those things, and you found it's basically out you digital found, drugs um, for kids. Yeah. And then after yeah. they're not on yeah. their
1: high, they're going straight into depression, and you have the data to prove mm. that. And so yeah, mm-hmm. that just took uh,
0: why don't they release it? Yeah. Wow. Like
1: why didn't you release it, right? And now it's getting released, right? And I think that was like a whistleblower for Facebook that came out and like just released a ton of data on what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a good look for mm-hmm. Facebook right now. Um
0: actually uh moving on on the topic of like addiction and and a digital drug, uh you know, I, I see you 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 know, you, you can talk about the China Chinese ban on you know, video games, video gaming, and anime.
1: Yeah, that was really yeah. interesting. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, China has a very large population of predominantly men that I mentioned a little bit earlier, right? And mm-hmm. men tend to lean. So I guess I
0: guess a certain 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 generation mm-hmm. of the Chinese society are predominantly men. You know, during the during the single child policy. Yeah, because you know. Yeah.
1: Like, mm-hmm. the, the culture there seems to value, like, a firstborn child being male as more valuable than, like, mm-hmm. uh, a girl. But personally, I think having a girl is probably better as a kid because <laughs> they're nicer mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have a kid. <laughs> um, they don't break things yeah, as much. Yeah, <laughs> they're not as maybe as troublesome as, as boys. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that being said, it's interesting because they... Um, okay, so if we're talking about video games, right? Probably Mm -hmm. the biggest video game industry is the mobile gaming market, like mobile video games on your cell phone. That is the biggest Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. That is where most of this uh, problem is. I I think that's where China today is really focused on today, is they're looking at um, younger Chinese citizens um, they're below the age of 20 now that they've kind of collected data over the last 30 years of the explosion of the internet and stuff like that. And they've mm-hmm. come to a conclusion that video games as a whole is not good for the development of children. And these okay. things like animation or like from like, like just like cartoons or animation from overseas mm-hmm. that aren't made mm-hmm. in China uh influences mm-hmm. that are their, yeah. their kids to think <laughs> um not necessarily nationalistically about China like good things about China it's like it's not in line with what um they believe
0: but the communist party wants to wants well, to Well it's, it's yeah. more of
1: like they want to make sure that people in China stay chinese positive right they they want them to say like mm-hmm. China is number 1 we are a superpower we can mm-hmm. do things we don't have to rely on the West or these other countries, because historically, if we really take, you know, a couple of, of steps back to look overall, China got like a, got shit on pretty hard. Okay. Over like the last mm-hmm. like hundred years, like the the yeah. British came in fucking like raffle stomped them with like a, the opium wars. Right. <laughs> yeah, And then they got fucked over in world war two where Japan came and invaded. Yeah. Right. Japan came in. And yeah. then like, you know, the Americans came in an, uh, and yep. then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you know, you guys are, you know, cheap labor. Let's go ahead and mm-hmm. totally, you know, and take it, advantage yeah. of your your mm-hmm. um, uh, your economy. Right. But with that, mm-hmm. you know, they went through this mindset of perseverance and they had a grand strategy to get out of it. Right. And so now they're mm-hmm. at that stage where they're starting to make much bolder and stronger swings at certain things and saying no to mm-hmm. things that, because they don't want to be in that situation ever again. And so they's taking a much stronger mm-hmm. stance. And so I can understand it from mm-hmm. that point of view. But if we really think about it, people in our age, we don't really care as much whether or not you are a different kind of Asian, right? A lot of that like- No, no. Deep ingrained like historical war and hate is definitely from mm-hmm. our older generation, and I'm ex- mm-hmm. really happy that a lot of that hasn't passed on too predominantly. Yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm extremely happy uh, that we're we're at least you know, able
1: to like find common ground, right? Like we're still taught historically, mm-hmm. like oh, you know, China is bad. Oh, Korea is bad. North Korea is bad. Oh, Japan is bad because of the war. Oh, Americans mm-hmm. are bad, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because you know our generation tends to be a lot more well traveled we start to like understand mm-hmm. broadly like how things are And I think
0: we have more exposure through through the internet uh, and social media uh to to what other people are doing and I think we 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 start to realize hey they're just like us they're not, you know they're not evil they're not assholes uh that that you know that that have been portrayed on the on the mainstream media Yeah and
1: so it's like one of the things that we're looking at here when it comes to China's intent to ban video games mm-hmm. and animation is their worry that these other ideas that are coming from Mm -hmm. other countries can Mm -hmm. negatively impact the growth of their children Mm -hmm. so like if you if you think Mm -hmm. about how much time does an average human being when you're a kid play video games when you first start getting it right especially when you have your phone with Mm -hmm. you all the time
0: yeah that's true because it used to, when it was console when we were growing up it was consoles and you know i think it's pretty easy to regulate right they can just you know put away the consoles your right parents. and the same
1: thing applies yeah, to like anime to. right yeah. or uh, to like cartoons right mm-hmm. you would have to go home to watch or play these games yeah
0: but these kids and it's only it's only available certain times of yeah, day, right and you know you gotta watch exactly it live. and yeah.
1: these and it goes back to the problem of like having your cell phone with you every time right they have it with them 24 7 and they can access these video games and they can access these animations and these like cartoons whenever they want and so there's no way
0: and i guess i guess children they haven't learned to self-control and yeah you know, they, they're just going to keep wanting more and more. I mean, even myself, I have sometimes difficulties, you know, binge watching, not binge watching a Netflix. Series. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So if you, if you think about it, it's like very compelling. And it doesn't help when a lot of these video games are predatory in nature, especially mobile games. Like mobile gaming in China, every single one of those games is like a fucking gambling slot machine.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I... It's I, a gacha I think, in you know, Japan, they, right? A gacha they, game, right? Yeah, when, when, yeah, exactly. When they engineer those games, they, they definitely take into, like, the psychology, like, studies into into account to make sure that they're addicted. Yeah, and, like, I have a you know, lot of yeah. friends
1: that work in the video game industry and also the mobile gaming industry. And the amount of analytics and data assessments that they do on every single user is insane. Like, they know how often you're logging into the app. They know what you're tapping on. And they're trying to analyze what it is that you're tapping on the most, just like on the social media tool, right? And then they synthesize, how do we get you to be in this app every day, like a crack addict, like get into the app, tap on the thing, watch our ads, buy our, buy our gotcha, roll roll the you know just like just like run gambling ads in there and like just get people addicted and hooked and always in the app and so i don't blame china if a majority of their children are addicted to mobile apps that makes a ton of sense to me for them to lock it down where i don't really understand and i actually have concerns about is regular games so when i'm talking about regular games i'm talking about like console specific games where they don't have it with them all the time like a switch or like a phone but like you have to go to your computer and log in and play like you can regulate that Mm -hmm. right i don't think you need this so need to like
0: your parents have more control over you know you know and and you know maybe maybe you can give them that kind of you know freedom to you know how they want to regulate it but like
1: they haven't completely banned games right they've been starting to ban Mm -hmm. really specific games or certain things but their intent is that um you know children are no longer allowed to play video games longer than three hours a week i think that's pretty harsh <laughs> not be, that's pretty not be harsh. able to play like more than three hours for the yeah. whole week i mean that's like
0: that's like one gaming session yeah that's probably. pretty much like one, gaming one or two session. Yeah. and
1: then um a lot of these video games now require you to register your id oh okay your okay. national id um, so they can, so they know whether or not you're an adult. If you're an adult, you can play as much I as you see, want. I see. I um, see. So it's age restricted, mm. um, but every time you want to play a game, you have to. It'd register be funny, your but ID. like
0: you know, you can parents play. could just you let the children use their account instead, or there could be like a black market of the ID accounts.
1: Yeah, that there could be like a new black market <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for video games that pops up, like to get fake identification to to mm-hmm. play video games, and like yeah. Uh, they're just worried that these video games and a lot of these like animation mm-hmm. stuff, like, makes their their men specifically. it Seems to be that's the the reason why they're doing this. It makes them less it it makes them less manly and b- makes them more feminine. That's what they think okay. as a result of like these video games and these. Uh, I mean, well, if you really think about it, it's like you look yeah. at anime, right? yeah, anime, uh, Japanese anime. The the men are not Masculine. necessarily always yeah. like. At least masculine in, like, the Mm -hmm. Western sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, if you look at Samurai, right? Yeah, Yeah, they're they're pretty (laughs) masculine. In anime, they look pretty masculine. They're pretty, like, uh, Mm -hmm. cool looking. But, like, if you look at some of the other anime, it's, like, they're, like, skinny, lanky Mm -hmm. boys that, like, are, like, they don't have a lot of, like, Mm self-confidence. And then... Part of their growth story is that they start to get more confident and then they become more powerful, right? I
0: think, yeah, but but then I think I think it depends on the anime, really, because I think say like Dragon Ball is like it's like a hyper masculine anime, and you know all these all these battle mangas or animes, I think the the men are you know hyper masculine, but whereas let's say you know like animes that are you know more on like day to day everyday life situation, I think it's a uh, men tend to be less masculine more feminine i think from like western standards
1: the other part i think is that they're banning this is that things like k-pop like korean um music and stuff like that or even j-pop right the men tend to be like ikemen, came in right like yeah like yeah looking like good-looking, fla- yeah. like they call it like flower boys or whatever right mm-hmm. because they're like mm-hmm. very like feminine pretty, pretty yeah yeah. Um, yeah and so like the they, they don't like the idea of like Making their society think that this should be the norm for men, so that they can have the average Chinese man be able to still have, you know, procreation prospects, right? Be able to find like a mate, a mate, right? Or like <laughs> like a wife or or whatnot, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like they feel like it's setting like unreal expectations. Plus, the mm-hmm. video games less that makes them more focused on the screen and not focused on themselves the real so world I, yeah so there are yeah. some things that i can kind of understand why they're doing stuff but i think like the bans are very severe uh i think there are some things i can understand why they're trying to do stuff but feels too heavy-handed yeah, like the, yeah. it feels too it's, strict it's, it's
0: extreme yeah
1: and there is some things about video games that i feel is very valuable Um, There are some things about video games that uh, I have seen that makes you think and challenge you mentally in different ways, like strategy games or like games that make you work as a team, like you develop a different set of skills and a lot of people maybe like laugh and and think that that's not true but a lot of those skills that you can have in video games actually translates really well yeah to yeah. like other things um and people can't seem to like maybe make that connection or people look maybe look down on that but if you look today a fortnite player makes like two million dollars if they w- win the world championship right someone that is in league of legends or in dota or in CS:GO, they can win hundreds of thousands of dollars if they're like a really good video game player and so there's like a whole other new industry coming up yeah. from this
0: Yeah. yeah i see yeah no i i definitely think uh you know even even for like a single player games uh you know there's some like elements of puzzle or you know you need to you know do a lot of trial and error uh that i think are really good for you know it's like a brain yeah, problem solving. exercise and you know you know yeah problem solving and also you know, going for that same boss thirty times just to beat the level, it gives you, you know you know, a lot of Sense of achievement. You know, uh exactly, sense of achievement and and the fact that you keep trying, trying and trying and trying, uh gives you um perseverance almost, yeah. Of, you know, trying to, you know, not giving up things so easily.
1: Maybe they that's maybe what the um China really wants to do. They they don't want you to put your uh perseverance in video games they want you to put it into like like school real Real life life dating (laughs) but you know what if if i was if i was a parent right and i had a kid Mm -hmm. i would probably impose some of these restrictions on my kid honestly (laughs) like yeah yeah i mean i'd probably say like hey uh you know only one hour of TV and like one hour of video games a day. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but the fact that, you know, but the fact that central government is yeah. doing this. Is, They're basically saying that think, you as a
1: parent, you're not good enough to teach your children how to, you know, be, mm-hmm. you know, give their, you know, you're not capable enough to teach your children self-restraint. And help them navigate mm-hmm. through like what they should be spending their time on, so let us the government come mm-hmm. in and do that for you. That's probably the one that I have the biggest amount of problems mm-hmm. with um there, but uh there there are some things about this that make a lot of sense, and then there's just some things that just like I question a lot, and it's like yeah, it's a weird, yeah, yeah,
0: weird no, no, no thing. one part of it makes a lot of sense, the other it's it's like quite questionable, right. Hmm. Hey. Uh. You know, kind of going back. Uh. On on the on the topic you 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 touched upon earlier. Uh. How. You know how. Um. You know, part of the reasons why they're imposing the the policy is to. You know, lessen the cultural impact coming from other parts of the world. You know that are not necessarily you know China centric. And. You know. I I hate seeing this and you you said it's it's becoming less and less but people in older generation in in the eastern asia you know like China Japan and uh, and Korea uh they don't really like each other sometimes and and I have I have a big problem with that uh, because you know you know I I just I just had a realization uh last week I was I was I was in the office I was working pretty late so i decided to take a taxi home and it was like past midnight actually so i was i was having a long day uh, in the office Uh, and then the taxi driver just you know i was able to pay with my credit card for the taxi and the taxi driver just says oh you know the chinese people are always making the fake fake credit cards and using them in japan and he just goes on and on and on uh, talking you know, talking crap about the the Chinese people and how they how they are terrible and they're all criminals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it, which made me feel very uncomfortable. And you know, it's it's sad to see how you know the older generation of people, you know, not, not liking each other. Um, but then at the same time, it's good to see that the younger younger generation, at least as I see it, is it's uh, changing a little bit what what do you think uh,
1: it's it's a very okay. deep um embedded problem with i think asian societies these days because we have like that built in like when we grow up we're always taught to treat your elders with respect because they have the knowledge right and they have like the experience and so you should always you know listen to what they have to say and and treat it well. In the West, it's more of like, fuck you, my idea is a little bit better. I'm going to run with this because I can stress test your bad ideas, right? And like prove you wrong, right? That's where I kind of like the West a little bit more. The East, I do understand that, yes, there is a ton of value listening to your elders, but because of all the, the things they've experienced, the it's very hard right as a human being when you encounter negative things to your life to break out of that and like forgive it's incredibly difficult like I would never be able to tell um, my grandfather or my grandmother to say hey you know uh, you know the Japanese are not that bad right on the Korean or the Chinese side because they've lived through that wartime yeah but and, and they've like encountered like some of the like what the North, the North and South Korean War was like. They they've lived through like the occupations, right? From, from other things, and like just like in general, they've experienced a lot of like racism and like hatred and immigration issues. The and, and the, the thing is that we can't hold them accountable for what they say anymore because they're kind of at the end point of their life, right? And so it's best to let them live how they live. But the most important thing is that we should not let people that still maintain those ideas of like hatred in control of political tools and and like financial structures. Like we need to push those ideas out, no matter what country you're in, whether you're in Europe, you're in you're in the US or in Canada, because that
0: just because mm-hmm. we we can't we can't repeat yeah. the idea. We need to stop we Yeah, it, we, somehow, it has right? to
1: stop. Otherwise, it just yeah. keeps going and going and going, and there's like a never-ending mm-hmm. problem. And then the problem gets worse the longer the history lives. Right, the longer your history mm-hmm. of like conflict, the more you hate that mm-hmm. other like nation, nation national culture. culture right, party, the thing yeah. that we should really celebrate. Mm-hmm in terms of the differences in culture is like our food and like, you know, the, the celebrations mm-hmm. that we have and like their the clothing that we wear and like their, our, yeah. our language, like that's the stuff we should be sharing. And like the, our knowledge mm-hmm. and the technologies we've learned, that's what we should be keeping preserved mm-hmm. and sharing and, and our historical, but yeah. Yeah. And we should definitely keep record of, like, all the mistakes we've made, especially during war, right? Especially during, like, yeah. the, the hate that we perpetuate. Um, we we need to mm-hmm. keep it preserved, but we should learn, use mm-hmm. that as a learning tool. We shouldn't use that as, like, yeah. oh, because you invaded uh, me to and now I have on, yeah. to invade you. Mm-hmm. That makes me right. Like, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Yes, they invaded no. you. You're stronger now, so you're going to go back and beat up <laughs> the bully. It's like, that doesn't make you better. That just continues that that cycle continues the hate yeah and if you are really the better person and maybe people Mm -hmm. i I think maybe like from asian culture they say like if you can forgive that that's a sign of weakness Mm -hmm. and they're gonna take advantage of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean if if that's what we have to do to make things better we should probably go with that i mean it might sound stupid Mm -hmm. but it's the only way we're ever gonna
0: yeah like, no because you know i see in you know our, our cultures are quite similar they're very uh, you know, similar chinese. they're all yeah, very, they're very interrelated
1: similar.
0: yeah yeah interrelated and like you know japanese people if you go if you walk around you know if you walk down the street in japan you find not just one several chinese restaurants and korean restaurants in japan so you know this and and you know of course there was a period of japanese occupation so like I I think it goes both ways uh in those nations and you know I think we actually like like each other's stuff but when it comes to you know you know the 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 topic of uh politics and and yeah it's uh it's a uh, it's uh, it's uh, the hate mode is on and I think there's a lot of opportunities lost as a result you know of such such you know closely uh, related cultures it's uh because we we do share you know because because k you are half chinese and half korean right and and you know i'm i'm a japanese and you know we're basically the embodiment of the friendship <laughs> of the and, three and nations, we meet, we meet in the a cultures. foreign country yeah. <laughs> in canada Yeah, exactly <laughs> and you know we we make great friends and we can talk about many things and you know there's there's a lot to bring onto the table when we talk about things because of the the diversity and 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 the fact that we share that you know east eastern asian uh background so so yeah i think it's 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 a loss uh, i wish i wish this happened uh on the on a global on a global global scale i mean to to everyone that are chinese japanese and korean
1: yeah it's just it's just yeah. the problem with um the the way i mean i think it's going to change very soon i think we are going to go through like people are calling it like the fourth industrial revolution. And I think part of that revolution Mm -hmm. of the way we apply technology um, is going to really Mm -hmm. depend on how we start thinking about things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner that we can push out all of these folks that were, that have very strong ties to old money and old political values, the faster we can push Mm -hmm. them out, the faster we'll be Mm -hmm. able to, lower all of these guards on our borders and we stop becoming mm-hmm. so h- hyper aware of like the differences in races and like you know the the hate that we kind of like that the folks that are a little bit older kind of end up telling their children and then influencing the way they think mm-hmm. without giving them a chance mm-hmm. to um interact with these other like nations to just get a better understanding mm-hmm. of how how they think and how they feel.
0: Mm-hmm. If there's something they yeah they start off they they start off with a bad impression yeah. right from yeah i th- I think yeah. like
1: in Asian culture in general that that gets built in when they're growing up what what's interesting is that I find like in the west the the parents tend to encourage their kids to explore, yeah a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that gives them a co- huge competitive advantage in terms of the way they think and the way they navigate through the world, because mm-hmm. um, they're a lot they're able to make friends a lot faster mm-hmm. as a result because they're put into those situations, mm-hmm. and then they think more diplomatically and more opportunistically
0: mm-hmm.
1: than mm-hmm. Easter than the East. Yeah, not so constrained
0: by the by, <laughs> by the, like
1: the all the crap that they yeah, were told when they were yeah, younger, right? Yeah. Um, but I also feel that that's changing a lot in Korea and Japan. Mm-hmm. I think China's slowly catching up. Mm-hmm. I know Taiwan is is relatively oh, Taiwan is relatively open, point. yeah. yeah. Um but some pockets of China I mean Hong Kong is relatively yeah. Uh, I mean it's uh, kind of westernized but kind of not mm-hmm. because of the changes that were happening there, mm-hmm. but I do feel like folks that have been living in western society moving back to like Beijing or Shanghai, mm-hmm. Guangzhou mm-hmm. um they 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 do carry some of those Western values with them mm-hmm. and I think at some point uh they will start thinking about how how does the current political structure in China need to change like how how do you retain what's great about the current government system about China mm-hmm. but then also make sure that the government in China does not become over antagonistic Mm -hmm. to other nations Mm -hmm. um because there's too many of those old guys there right today yeah like um and uh, hopefully that will change as you know the the younger generation gets older and they fill those roles and they don't become too heavily influenced Mm -hmm. um that's like the only thing that we can hope for at this point yeah um from my point of view but yeah but i have a lot of up by my, my friends there in China. They're like they're so cool. <laughs> they're awesome guys. They like they like love, you know, going out and like, you know, having yeah, a no, hamburger and like eating ramen and like just like chilling and you know, no, talking about what's happening in the world. They're, they're you know, Chinese people mm-hmm. are not as bad as people like are Portrait being presented as, right? yeah. in the media, right? Yeah. It's it's the media that is consistently um Changing the narrative mm-hmm. based on political incentives, yeah, yeah and for sure. economic incentives that mm-hmm. that just needs to. They need to stop leaning in onto the history stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just use that as like a learning tool, and just like stop using that as an excuse to like start shit. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. No, you know, uh, you hear you hear certain things about a certain country on the media, and you 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 have that, you know, stereotypical like mindset on and you actually get to know someone from that country or, or whatever you, you know, you, you think differently, you, you get the real picture. I think, you know, I think, I think the key here is, you know, seeing things firsthand and, you know, making your own judgment on things.
1: Thanks for listening to the KKOJI Podcast. You can find more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Keep up to date by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Keikoji Podcast. If you would like to support the program, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Koj.